Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, fourth quarter starts with a tie ball game. BYU 24, ECU 24. Riley, time of possession doesn't mean everything, but for BYU lately it's meant something and not in a good way. But tonight, BYU 28 minutes and 28 seconds of possession. ECU, an explosive, prolific ECU team, only 16 minutes and 32 seconds. That is how ECU, despite averaging 9.1 yards per play, that's a winning number. That alone is a big, big number. They're not winning this game at 9.1 yards per play because they've not had the ball enough. Yeah, and they haven't given it away either. Normally you see a number like that and you think, oh, ECU's coughed it up. But no, still, both teams are turnover free. And, uh, I mean, the reality is it may not significantly influence or be a factor in the, in the end score, but psychologically for this BYU team that has struggled so mightily to possess the football, it's great for them heading into the fourth quarter of a tie ball game to have their defense well-rested and their offense confident that they can put drives together when needed. Which they have done as we get into a third down and 10 from the ECU 20. This is our money moment of the game right here, right now. Brought to you by All Pro Capital. Put your money to work with smart real estate investments with All Pro Capital. It's the All Pro Capital money moment of the game. Third and 10 for BYU from the ECU 20. And ECU holding BYU to a field goal would view that as a victory of sorts in this game that has gone back and forth and lately touchdowns have been order of the day. All right, here we go. From the near hash, BYU now moves it left to right as we see it and you hear it. They're going north to south here at the stadium. Jaron Hall's in shotgun. It's an empty backfield. Quarterback draw on third and ten. He's done it before out of empty tonight. ECU crowds the line. Jaron will throw and he'll throw low to Keanu Hill and short of the line to gain by two yards. So between the hash and the number left, he got eight on third and ten. It's fourth and two, and the offense will go for it. It looks like they're going to go for it. Fourth and two from the 12. Need to get to the 10. So they got eight on the third and ten. Keanu Hill was tripped up, shy the line to gain. And now the offense comes to the ball with a 15-second play clock and 14-29 on the fourth quarter game clock. Fourth down and two from the 12. Jaron Hall shotgun. Miles Davis to his right hip. Twins left and right. Hand off Miles. And Miles pushing with the pile did not get it. Not close to getting it. A turnover on downs. That was a mess of bodies moving to the left but moving slowly and not nearly far enough upfield and so on a fourth down and two a handoff to Miles Davis does not gain the yards needed and BYU turns it over on downs ECU football long field facing ECU now from its own 12 yard line but first and 10 Pirates they don't count as turnovers in the stats but for all intents and purposes it's the first giveaway if you will for BYU on this day a 68-yard, 14-play, almost eight-minute drive ends up with nothing. No points. That is rough. Holton Ehlers in gun. Keaton Mitchell off his right hip. Doubles left and right. A sprint to the left. And the lefty throws to Josiah Hatfield, complete near the line to gain at the 21-yard line. Got nine of the ten. Second down and one for ECU. So ECU's sideline, they were all jumping. I mean, it was... 
it was electric after coming up with that fourth down stop. Currently, they have all their players within 15 yards. Normally, they're evenly distributed throughout the sideline, but they're all within 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. Power pistol. Haven't seen this tonight. A turn and give. Mitchell trying to shed tacklers and does to the near side. Gets to the 31-yard line on second and one, a gain of 10 for Keaton Mitchell. He's, and, he, and he's just S-curbing all over the field yeah. to gain those 10 yards. I mean, he's... Uh, I, I thought in, in the pregame when Shep and I interviewed their play-by-play announcer, he compared him to Chris Johnson, who is perhaps the most prolific and famous alum fr- from East Carolina University. And I thought that was overstating. It still is because Chris Johnson went on to be an incredible pro and, and Mitchell's future remains to be seen. But, boy, he is a unique athlete. First and 10 now from the ECU 31. The hand clap, the snap, the give. Mitchell Mitchell got a gap, and Mitchell's got another first down run. That's 10 yards again to the 41. Keaton Mitchell came into tonight averaging 6.8 yards per carry, and he's at nearly 11 on a lot of work. That was his 16th handoff tonight. Yeah, and he's done it a myriad of ways. He's done it up the A-gap. He's done it getting through the line and then bouncing outside. He's done it heading straight lateral as he takes the handoff. He's uh, he's really had his way with this BYU defense. 41-yard line of ECU. They've moved out from their 12 to their 41 and quickly. 12.45 to play in the game. 24-24 the ball game. High snap to Ehlers. Brings it down and gives to Mitchell. And Mitchell doesn't see much that time. That's a rare short gain. For Keaton Mitchell, two, maybe three yards that time. Sorry, that was Marlon Gunn Jr., not Mitchell. Gunn came in to run that one. And uh, Gunn, uh, the bigger back, might see a little more of the inside work tonight than Mitchell has. So Marlon Gunn Jr. will stay in the game. And he's averaging six yards a carry coming in two tonight. And on this night, around five. Ehlers again, Gunn. Second down seven from the ECU 44. Takes the belt high snap. Looks to his left, takes off to his left, and is hit from behind. Did well to hang on to the football. Three yards shy of the line to gain, got four. So third down and three, a huge third down and three for ECU. They haven't found themselves in too many third down situations. BYU six for 11 on third down. This is only the fifth third down of the night for ECU. They gained so much on first and second. They're one for four on third downs. And this from the 48-yard line of ECU. Keaton Mitchell not on the field. Good thing for BYU defense. They go empty. Twins left and trips to the right. Ehlers in the gun on a third down and three from the ECU 48-yard line. Calls for the ball. Takes his three-step drop. The left-hander pressure. Throws to an open. Isaiah Winstead makes the catch and has it down at the 25-yard line. Left side of the field. Winstead settled into an open pocket. And it's a 27-yard gain on third down and three. Only the second third down chain mover on the night. Time out for an injury to a defensive player. And a BYU player is hurt on the near side of the field. We'll tell you who it is coming back. Safety Carter Krupp appears to be the injured player as BYU's gone to its depth in the defensive backfield. So we'll take this break with Krupp being 10-2. They're looking at his right leg, right knee. Take a timeout. We have 11-14 to play in the fourth quarter. ECU driving and in scoring territory from the 24 of BYU. 24-24 is our score. Timeout on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Folks, you can fly to Provo with nonstop service from 13 destinations across the country. 
and touchdown just minutes from campus at Provo's new airport terminal. Learn more at utahvalley.com. Presented in cooperation with Explore Utah Valley and the Utah Office of Tourism. ECU, having stopped BYU on a fourth and two, has taken the football all the way down the field from its own 12-yard line to the BYU 24 in a game tied at 24. First and 10 Pirates with 11-14 to play here in Provo. And this drive has nudged the Pirates back in front of BYU in the yardage tally on this night, 374 to 351. As we come back in, the ball is set on the near tracks. ECU right to left as we see it and you hear it. The ECU offense setting up almost directly in front of us. Down on the field. We are high above field level here at Lavelle Stadium. Third floor, built bar broadcast booth location. Holton Ehlers shotgun. Keaton Mitchell left hip. A play fake. A settle. And on the wheel, it's caught at the two-yard line. His foot was out of bounds. Or they're going to call it good at the one-yard line. Is Josiah Hatfield. Or was that... I'm challenging that right now. Great look. ECU knows they were out. That's why they're hustling to the line. Come on. Buzz them from the tower. Let's go. This saying, one was obvious. They're saying two yard, and they're going to now whistle it down. Yeah. So Riley says this one. on the field. It's a completed catch. That play is under further review. So they didn't throw to the wheel back receiver. It was Mitchell wheeling, but they threw to Hatfield at the goal line or near it, and he made the catch. At least they called it catch. But, Riley, you think it's coming back? Yeah, growing up, my grandma always told me that if I ate my carrots, I'd have good eyesight. Uh, that one, you didn't even need that good of eyesight to see because <laughs> he's got black cleats on a white line. It was painfully obvious that as he caught the ball, he was, I mean, i mean, he's a whole step out of bounds. So, did not get the foot in. It'll go to second down and 10 from the 24 of BYU. Well, and one quick observation, not, not related to the play, but uh, so far this defense... Um, and I don't know if this is part of just Kalani calling the defense uh, for this week, but we, we've seen so many hockey line changes um, before this game. It's been a common practice for this BYU defense. Uh, but tonight, I'm not sure if we've seen any major hockey line changes for this defense as the majority of the people playing, uh, I, would, I would guess, have played the majority of the snaps today. Yeah, I thought about that too, Mitch. Thank you. I think I saw one four-in, four-out tonight, but not a lot as we've seen frequency-wise in the past. That's Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone. For big-time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. The play will come back to a second down and 10 from the 24-yard line. They took a quick look at it, only a quick look needed. Hatfield needed to narrow his stance, and he widened it out as he landed. And that wide foot was out of bounds. To Mitch's point, there's a prevailing belief, or not not prevailing, sorry. There is a, uh, a belief that's gaining momentum as you see it practice up and down football that perha- even if he's a, perhaps a lesser the athlete. Review, it was an incomplete pass. The second and ten. A lesser athlete or lesser developed that's two or three on the depth chart. Him, who's completely fresh, giving 100% effort, is equal to your number one starter, who might be due to fatigue 80 to 85%, but uh, they've gone away from that strategy, I think, for the better. Second and 10 Pirates at the 24. Ball near hash, Ehlers gun. Mitchell off his right hip. That gives Keaton inside for nothing. Loss on the play. Third down and 11. Tyler Batty on the tackle for BYU. ECU, not a lot of third downs to begin with. And the only really third and long came on their first possession of the game when they had that third and 18. 
So they've had no downs tonight, no third downs between third and six and third and 18. <laughs> now they've got a third and 11. They're usually in third and manageable or not even getting to third down. Third and 11 from the B tonight, but so many struggles through the year. Empty for Ehlers. Doubles left and triplets to the right. The look is left. Now looks to the right. And now looks underneath on the slant. Incomplete. Ball batted up and broken away by Gabe Judy Lally. And so it'll be a fourth down and 11. And the field goal team field will trot attempt. on. And from 42, they're going to give Andrew Conrad the look. His long is 28. And his career long is 28. He's a freshman. He's 5'11", a buck 56. He's 3 for 4, coming into the year, or coming into the day. And 1 for 1 today. And this for a career-long 42-yarder and the lead. Right-legged kicker. Good snap and hold. Swings it. Plenty of distance. And it's no good. It's no good, and we stay tied at 24. We outlined in the pregame... We outlined in the pregame how much both these teams have struggled in the kicking game. And ECU, which was inches away from a first and goal at the one, ends up with no points after a strong drive from its own 12-yard line. So BYU fails on fourth and two. ECU fails to convert a field goal. And we stay tied with 9.59 to play here in Provo. We're taking a timeout. 24-24 the score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. Just beginning the fourth quarter, Louisiana Tech trailing at Florida International. 24-17 is your score. And in game one of the World Series, top of the seventh, all tied up. Astros and Phillies at five apiece. Back over to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Shep, thank you. BYU Athletics would like to thank tonight's game sponsor, Smith's, Smith's Food and Drug. Get double fuel points and free grocery delivery with a boost by Smith's Rewards membership. 24-24, we remain deadlocked late into the fourth quarter, under nine minutes, or rather under ten minutes to play, 9.59 on the clock. BYU got deep in ECU territory, failed on a fourth and two. Gave the ball over at the 12-yard line from the 12. ECU moved all the way down to the BYU 25, but could not hit a 42-yard field goal. And so uh, Andrew Conrad is 4 for 5 on the season, but nothing longer than 28. And his one field goal tonight was 23. 42 was too long for him, and we remain tied. Empty backfield for Jaron Hall. First and 10 from the BYU 25. Ball near hash. Cougs go left to right here in the fourth. Jaron pushed back out of the pocket. Now pushed out of the pocket to the left and flipped it out of bounds. It's complete to Puka Nakua. A desperation toss as Hall's being brought down at the far boundary. It ends up being a completion for eight. I thought he was initially just trying to throw it out of bounds. And suddenly there's Puka receiving it and taking it upfield for eight yards. For an injury to a defensive player. Another injury timeout. And a lot of these tonight. So one of the things that running the quarterback actually running and gaining yardage does is it just changes the way that defenders react. I think in previous games where they haven't been worried about Jaron taking off down the field, defenders will stay back guarding wide receivers. In that case, even though Jaron was on a dead sprint horizontally to get away from backside pursuit, the defender covering Puka came up to help in the tackle, which allowed him to do the option toss over his head for, you know, a nice eight-yard gain on first down. We're 50 minutes into this game, and possession time is 30-20 to 20 
in minutes with BYU in the advantage. And still no official turnovers in this game. There was a turnover on downs a short time ago by BYU, but no takeaways. BYU has the only red zone failure tonight. Two for three. ECU three for three. ECU never got into the red zone on that last drive. Got to the 24, and that's as far as they would get. Total plays, BYU plus 15. That's a nice welcome change as well. The yards per play, ECU, if you get around nine yards a play, you're going to win that game almost always. But they're not winning this game, despite a two and a half yards per play advantage on BYU. Not enough snaps for the Pirates, only 43 on the night. The Cougs have more plays, more first downs, much more possession time. Here we go. Injured player off the field, second and two from the BYU 33. Tight formation. Single wide out to the right. Handoff Lopini needed to get to the 35. Got there. So on second and two, gain of two. Move the sticks. First and 10, BYU with the 35-yard line. Clock rolling to 9.25. BYU with all three timeouts left here in the second half. ECU two clock stoppages at its disposal. 55,525 tonight's attendance for Friday Night Lights. BYU looking for its sixth consecutive Friday win. And 15th consecutive... Nighttime home win. Pistol formation. Hall. Deep play action. Steps up. Ooh, has to pull it down. Now takes off. Plenty of green grass to the left. He can get to the line. The gain does up short of it. Four yards short of it. As things closed in on him at the far boundary. So a gain of five is the ultimate determination to the 40. So it'll be second and five BYU with 8.51 to play here Gre- in the fourth. Greg, I can't help myself. I continue to talk about so and emphasize every time Jaron takes off. But... It, Previously in the season, the prior eight games, that probably would have been a scenario where he would have maybe thrown it out of bounds or tried to look for a check down. Instead, they're looking at second and five rather than second and ten, and those are part of the hidden yards of the game. It doesn't seem meaningfully significant, but it really is as far as keeping drives going. Doubles left and right, handoff left to Lopini. Lopini stretching it out, and his tee kettled after a gain of two on a second and five. It'll be third down and three from the BYU 42, maybe even third and two from the 43. Where will they spot it? And back at the 42, creating a third down and three. Now you're near midfield. But you just missed on a fourth and two a short time ago. You're sitting at a third down and three. Just best to get it here and take that decision out of the equation. BYU one for two on third and three tonight. And the one conversion was a Puka Nakua. Was it a fly sweep or a reception? Either way, it was Puka on the third and three. Third and three on a three-step. Hall settles in the pocket. Pressure evades it. Plenty of room to the right. He can run for the first down, and he does. And a flag flies as he gets past midfield and is dropped at the 45 of ECU. Wow. What did you see there? A hold on the edge? It's going to be a hold, but it was so far behind the play and so meaningless. Yeah, Jaron had nothing but green grass wide to the far to the near side. Holding. Oh. Number 78. Offense. 10-yard penalty. Repeat third down. Oh, that is brutal. Third and three oh, goes to third it. and 13. So I just saw it on the replay, and it's so unfortunate because obviously Kingsley Suamataia was called for the hold. He was picking up a blitzing safety, and Jaron, he almost already had the first down, and as he was disengaging, he held on a little bit too long with the left hand, and it was in, it was in the open field, which is probably why it was so obvious. Well, now for a third and 13. The Cougs have had one of these today, and they've converted, converted it. Jaron Hall on a run of 13. Or more, actually. It was, uh, that was one of his 20-yarders. So Jaron Hall's in shotgun now. Third and 
11 from the spot. So third down and 11 is the distance. Takes a five-step. Bounces on the front of his feet and throws uh, near side. Is it caught? It's caught by Cosper, but I think he's short. At the 44, short by a yard. Fourth and one from the even, BYU 44. Even less than a yard, Greg, I Offense think. Offense is going to stay on the field and go quickly. See if they go sneak again. Offense to the line. Jaron Hall sneaks and got it. the pile pushes. BYU says they got it. The spot far side is not wow, good. The spot no. near side is not as good. Let's see. They're going to unpile the bodies. They went quick on fourth and one. ECU says it's turnover on downs, and there's been no spot of the ball yet. Yeah, Greg, the discrepancy between the near side linesman and the far side was about a half a yard. They're going to go with the far side spot. This one's going to... Oh, it's a turnover on downs. The official signals, no measurement needed. And BYU will... Turn it over on downs for the Ballooing second time the in as many possessions. We're short of the line of the game. They're going to take a the look at this. So they'll look at it. But right now, the ball's a football length shy of the line to gain. So they got 10 of the 11 yards on third and 11. And then quickly rushed to the line. Put Jaron under center for the quarterback sneak. And the pile pushed. Riley, you said immediately got it. And then the spot from either side was not as generous. I'm wondering if his foot slipped out from under him and his knee hit because you just look at the momentum of the pile. And, and it's, it's going to be tough for them to say where the – you can't see a football in any of that. Not in that view, that initial yeah, view. So that if, the, the if the ruling on the field is didn't gain the line to gain, nothing on the replay I just saw is going to say that he got it. But that only got one look. We'll take a timeout as we break here. We'll tell you there's 647 to play in a 24-24 ball game. And a an incredibly – crucial and vital review is taking place as we go to break. We'll tell you what happens after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. During the timeout, the official announcement, the review of BYU's fourth down quarterback sneak needing a yard, which was judged to be short of the line to gain, live the review says the play stands. The call stands. And BYU turns it over on downs for the second time in as many drives and turns it over on the Cougar side of the field. So from the 44 of BYU, it's ECU. First down and 10. BYU football brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen have been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. First and 10 Pirates at the 44, BYU 24-24. The score, 647 left here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Holton Ehlers. The left-handed quarterback awaits in the shotgun. Keaton Mitchell, the 165-yard rusher tonight, awaits the snap of the ball. We're back in. There's a wing back left. And so it's essentially shotgun and split backs. Now they're going to move Mitchell over to the other hip. Creating strength left. And the handoff starts left. Mitchell is driven back after a gain of three between the tackles to the 41-yard line. Clock rolls to 635. Second down and seven. As much as ECU wants a score, they also want the clock to move and the sticks to move along with it and not leave BYU the time needed. And again, should this come down to a kick, you know they're not going to be terribly confident in their ability to make one based on how their season and their night has gone. Between the hash marks from the 41, second and seven. Knee-high snap to Ehlers. Ehlers dumps it off to Mitchell. Mitchell makes the reception, 
and somehow gets the line to gain. He was hemmed in and a late hit, and Mitchell may be out. Is he all right? Oh, he rolls to his back. He is down. He had two defenders to split and split them to get to the line to gain. And then he was rocked, and a flag flew, and he was slow to get up was Mitchell, but he is up. And he was hit hard. And what was that flag going to be? Is that going to yeah, be targeting, targeting. On, targeting on, on Jacob Boren? Yeah, and Boren will be gone. And that will move it 15 yards, and that's going to put ECU in scoring territory. Personal foul. Targeting. Number 20. Defense. That play is under further review. They'll take a look at it, but it appeared to meet the definition on the look we got, right, Riley? Yeah, the crown of the hell. I mean, Boren's just, he, he's been slippery, right? He's been evading tackles all day. and Mitchell, that is? Yeah. Mitchell, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. And and he was sandwiched between Gabe Judy Lally and Keenan Peely. And, I mean, I've seen him, he's probably gotten out of that exact same scenario two or three times tonight. So I don't fault Boren for coming in and trying to finish him off. The problem is... Just as he goes to the ground, it was helmet-to-helmet contact. So the call's targeting personal foul, 15 yards, ejection. They're reviewing it, but this should be a quick one. So we saw Jackson get up, or we saw Mitchell get up. Did he stay on the field in the he huddle? Did. Is he going to stay in this yeah, game? Yeah, he did. Yep. That's a tough kid. He got rocked. Yeah, He got rocked helmet-to-helmet. Well, and with the new NFL rules, uh, he got up and shook his head, and that's enough to get you taken out in the NFL. That hasn't made its way down into college football. That's Oof. It's an interesting thing. He got hurt, and, of course, you want player safety above all, but <laughs> rules like that, you know, it brings up an interesting dilemma. He says he's good. He got up. He got back in the huddle. But judging by his on-field behavior, the way that football is trending is the officials would take him out of the game. So BYU doesn't get that luxury right now, though. We remain in delay while they review the targeting call that will end Jacob Bourne's night if it is confirmed. Well, home is where you get to do your thing, and whatever your thing is, it's better without bugs. For guaranteed year-round pest protection, visit SalaPest.com. That's S-A-E-L-A, Pest.com. Sela. Referee Edwin Lee taking a long look at this one. I thought this might be a, a briefer review, but they're spending time with this call. And it's going to be a first down. And inside the red zone to the 18-yard line. 6.05 to play. And here comes, comes the call from referee Edwin Lee. After further review, targeting with the crown of the helmet is confirmed. Number 20 is disqualified. The 15-yard penalty, first down. And Jacob Bourne will be ineligible to play the first half in Boise next Saturday night. And I don't think BYU will be looking to appeal that one. That seemed pretty clear. So from the 18-yard line at the far hash, it's first and 10 ECU in a 24-24 ball game. 6.05 to play here in Provo. Mitchell stays in the game off the left hip of Holton Aylers. The hand clap, the waist-high snap, the give to Mitchell. Mitchell running to the right, comes all the way back left, sidestepping and juking and deking and gets all the way down to the 11-yard line. It's a six-yard run on first and 10 for the always exciting Keaton Mitchell. He is something. And he was uh, just under 700 rushing yards coming in two tonight. And he's well over 800 on the season now. 175 on the night. 19 for a buck 75 and a score. Clock rolls to 530. Second and four from the BYU 11. They empty it. Mitchell joins trips to the left. 
Two receivers right. Ehlers by himself in the gun. Cougar D needs to stand strong and make a play. Yeah, get a pass rush here. Ehlers looks left. Sidesteps. Tucks. Runs. And is near the line to game, but short by a yard. He got to the nine. Needed the eight. Third down and one for ECU. And third and maybe less than a yard. Third and about three quarters of a yard for ECU. 4.55 to go. The ball at the nine-yard line of BYU. Huge defensive play for the Kooks. Tie ball game. 24-24. 4.44 to go. Shotgun Ehlers. He's got a tailback and a wingback. They give middle to Mitchell. Driven back. Didn't get it. He lost yards. The Kooks hold. And now decision time for ECU. Your field goal kicker is not good for anything beyond 28 this year. A field goal gives you the lead. And what will they do? They're going I think they're going to force BYU into a long field even if they get held. So from yep. the 9-yard line, 4th and 1. I thought he disengaged when he got tackled about for, for about a 2- or 3-yard loss. They gave him forward progress, obviously. 4 and one. to go in the ballgame. 24-24 the score, 4th and 1. Ehlers in the gun. He's got Mitchell to his left hip. The hand clap. The give Mitchell. Mitchell, middle. Did he get there? He's driven back. The line to gain is the eight, and the spot near side looks short. Both spots look short. Yep. And I think he got there, but no. He's driven back, and BYU may take it back on downs. The spot is well short of the line to gain. BYU takes over on downs. And that is completely a result of not truck it, trusting your kicking game, which they've not been able to do this year. Media timeout. Kooky decision-making caused by lack of confidence in kickers. A third and one. The ruling on the field with his runner was short of the line to gain. That play is under further review. This is going to be, I think ECU will have a similar gripe that BYU did. BYU may gripe that the, the spot was a little bit stingy on the QB sneak. On this fourth and one, you know, they're going to, anyway, we'll see what happens maybe when we get back from break after the review. Couldn't get a yard on two downs. Third and one, fourth and one. And both teams, which have excelled moving the ball up and down the field, are failing at the most crucial times of this game, and we stay tied at 24. 3.54 to go, timeout on the field. They're reviewing the spot. If it goes BYU's way, Cougars first and 10 when we come back on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. BYU first and 10 from its own nine-yard line. Call stands. The turnover on downs. ECU did not make it on fourth down and one. Jaron Hall throws swing screen right side to Mason Wake. He hurdles and gets hit in mid-hurdle. The gain's limited to three to the 12-yard line. Game clock at 348. 24-24 the score. BYU second and six from its own 13-yard line. Both teams with fourth-quarter turnovers on downs. Each situation more critical than the last. And somehow BYU is just in a position to possess the game to win it here at the end. 3.22 clock rolling. Second down six for Hall. Hands off Katoa. Katoa sweeping at left looking for a gap. And 
turned it up field outside the far hash for a gain of three. Normally, maybe Greg, four. Yeah, normally I'd be like, hey, great, third and less than two. But both of these teams have had such a hard time converting in short yardage in the second half of this game. I'm probably more nervous now than if it was like a third and four, third and five. Third and two, clock rolling to 255. BYU all timeouts left. So the ball's at the 17-yard line. You need the nine, near the 19 to move the sticks. Third down, long one, let's call it. Three down linemen for ECU. Jaron Hall goes under center. A play fake. Throws it far fly. Oh, oh, did he drop it? Mason yeah. Wake dropped it. Oh, my goodness. Mason Wake in the left flat. The ball was a little low and behind Mason. And it's dropped. And so on fourth down and almost two, BYU is going to punt the ball away with 2.36 to play. And ECU will now get a chance to possess the ball for a win at the end of the game. If they can move the sticks, they're going to be deep in their own territory, mind you. But And now Rico is going to put, uh, punt this thing away. Malik Fleming will see if he's learned his lesson or not. He's waiting at his 30. The last punt was 71 from Rico. Snap to Ryan. Oh, flag flies. Delay? Play clock run out? I wasn't. Uh, it looks like they're counting men, maybe 12 men on the field. This is on a fourth and two. Look, they're counting them right now. They're going to wave it off? Nope. Illegal substitution, 12-minute formation, offense, five-yard penalty, fourth down. So fourth and seven, the line of scrimmage back to the 12, and Rico will now be awaiting on the U and the BYU in the end zone. 2.34 to go. ECU two timeouts left. Rico punting it away. And 65 yards away. They set the game clock to two minutes, 36 seconds. Two, three, six. So two seconds are added. Malik Fleming awaits at his 35. Thank you. So again, he's giving Rico about a 65-yard leg here. That's wise. Austin Riggs will snap to punter Ryan Rico, who's in the end zone. Handles it cleanly. Boots it away from the goal line. It's not nearly as long as this previous one, and we'll get a good BYU bounce. Settles at the 38-yard line of ECU. So, ECU, and I don't know how, how long, how deep do they need to get to trust a field goal kicker? And that, that'll be a question they may have to answer here in the next two minutes and change. We have 2.26 to play. And ECU's moved the ball well enough. 393 yards of offense on the night to BYU's 388. That was a 50-yard punt from Rico. So Rico's three boots tonight is 55, 71, and 50. That'll do. 2.26 to go. First and 10 ECU at the Pirates' 38-yard line. Greg, we don't have a reporter on the ECU sideline, but I noticed during uh, that last offensive exchange, Mitchell went in the medical tent. I wonder if it was as a result of the pop that he took. Had to have been, right? The handoff to Marlon Gunn. Gunn. Running to the left and between the tackles for a gain of four. But no Keaton Mitchell is a huge part of this storyline if he's not able to play the rest of this game for ECU. The handoff to Gunn nets four to the 42. Second down six Pirates. The game clock is down to two minutes to play. 24-24 the score. Are we headed for overtime? Trips to the right. Single wide left. Ehlers in the gun with Gunn as it turned out. Claps the hands. Belt high snap. Underneath. Winstead makes the catch, gets slap tackled, and gets near the first down line. That's a good spot. 
for ECU, at least, on a second and six. Got nearly six. Oh, they moved the sticks. Wow, they say first down, and I thought he was just a little bit short. He extended the ball right as he was heading to the ground. Maybe that gave him the inches he needed. So to the 48-yard line of ECU. Clock now to 139. ECU can stop it twice. And they might need a good 30 yards to trust a field goal kicker at this point. Ehlers. They're going to run. Gun. And gun. Ah. Oh, somehow shot through a pair of BYU tacklers for a solid gain of 7 to the 45 of BYU. The 44 give him nearly 8. So it's second down and 2. Timeout. BYU. Their first of the half. 30 seconds. Mm. Cougars call a timeout on defense. Stopping the clock with 120 and allowing ECU to plan a second down and two here. Only thing I can think is just they felt so uh, disadvantaged at at the defensive personnel that they had against ECU who was not subbing and was in a hurry up. They felt that desperate that they had to stop the clock. Normally, you know, this is a point where you trust your defense to make a stand to force the game into overtime. The spot of the ball is the 44 yard line. Again, consider that the career-long for field goal kicker Andrew Conrad's 28. Now, Owen Daffer, who's the other kicker, has a long of 54, but they've not been using him lately. But he has the leg if they needed to go with a long field goal. And they would need about 10 yards from here to give Daffer that kind of shot. 1.20 to play. We're out of timeout now. BYU two timeouts left. ECU also two. Shotgun for Ehlers on a second and two from the BYU 44. Ball far hash. Trips are left. The handoff is Gunn to the right. And Gunn gets inside the 40 as he moves the sticks to the 39. He got five on second and two. The clock will stop to move the sticks. Then it will begin again. 1.14 to play. The ball is at the 39 of BYU. It's a 56-yarder from here. Clock rolls to 105. Trips again left for Ehlers. The hand clap. Takes the snap at his thigh, throws behind and low. A bad pass by Ehlers to C.J. Johnson. Incomplete. It'll be second down and 10 from the BYU 39-yard line. One well, minute even remaining. Well, there's a break in the action, Greg, and especially if this thing heads into overtime, big to note that Mitchell has emerged from the medical tent and they have taken his helmet away. Looks like his night is done due to a head, in- head injury. Marlon Gunn Jr. will go the rest of the way, it would appear, for ECU. And losing Mitchell is massive. He's had a huge night. 176 rushing yards. Ehlers shotgun. Again, trips left. Single wide, short side, right side. On a three-step drop. Ehlers bouncing on his feet. He goes for the end zone, and it is incomplete. The wide receiver got tied up with Caleb Hayes. Josiah Hatfield and Hayes tangled feet, and both fell to the ground. Hayes had actually a pretty good look at that ball, but it drops incomplete, and it'll be third down and ten. What an interesting call that was to go for a shot there. Knowing that you're too far right now for a field goal try. Two of seven are the Pirates on third down. Third and ten from the BYU 39-yard line. The, the clock management of this game has been so kooky. Maybe Coach Lammers Sataki knew something I didn't. But here we sit with a third and ten, 53 seconds left. If BYU can force an incompletion here, you've got enough time with two timeouts to make a run to still win the game. Pirates two of seven on third downs. Ehlers. Throws underneath, but just a yard maybe or two. Timeout for BYU. C.J. Johnson. Right there, 45 seconds left. And so, but here's the thing. They're at the 37-yard line. It would be a 54-yard field goal try. That is the career long for Owen Daffer. And you've got to give it a shot, right? 
Injured player down for ECU. Timeout. DYU. For second and a half. And there's an ECU player down. Block. 46 seconds. It's fourth down and eight from the 38 or 37. The spot's the 37, so it'll be a 54-yard field goal try for a guy who's hit from 54. Yeah, the, the ECU player who's down is C.J. Johnson. Johnson's down for the second time tonight. Winstead and Johnson are uh, high-level producers, but have been modest in their output tonight. Winstead 5 for 63, Johnson 4 for 45, no touchdowns. In fact, no touchdown passes for Holton Aylers tonight. So 4th and 8 from the BYU 37-yard line. We have 46 seconds remaining in a 24-24 ball game. To an offensive player that qualifies for a 10-second runoff. BYU has declined a 10-second runoff. The clock will start on the snap. BYU has not charged a timeout. They will have two remaining. Cougs want as much time as possible, so no runoff, of course. Greg, it's really interesting dilemma here whether or not you go for it with your off or whether or not you kick the field goal or you punt or I guess going for it is still in play if you really don't trust your kicker and you don't want to punt the ball away but the ECU defense after the opening drive of the second half which was the only drive of the third quarter for BYU in the fourth quarter they had the 14 play drive where they got stopped on the ECU 12 then they turned it over on downs in a seven play drive and then that last uh, their last drive was a three and out so the ECU defense maybe is feeling confidently that they can take a risk here with the ball only on the 37, giving BYU a relatively short field uh, for a two-minute drive to win the game. So the offense will stay on the field for ECU and go for it on fourth and eight from the BYU 37. Okay. BYU gets a stop here. They cannot lose the game in regulation. And they could even win it in regulation with two timeouts remaining. Holton Aylers in shotgun. The Pirates need eight yards. They need the 29-yard line of BYU. Or they'll give it over on downs. 24-24, 46 seconds to play. Aylers joined by Marlon Gunn Jr. No Keaton Mitchell the rest of the way. They vacate to empty. Trips to the right short side. Claps the hands, takes the chest high snap. He goes deep downfield into double oh, no. coverage, and yeah. it's incomplete. Flags will fly. Pass interference yeah, could be the call. Obvious. And that will put ECU into field goal territory with 40 seconds to go and two timeouts remaining. Pass interference, number 18, defense. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. Despite having safety help over top, and Talon Alfrey was there to bat the ball down, Caleb Hayes got into a little bit of a panic and... Hugged the receiver as the ball was streaking down the field. Fifth penalty against BYU. The spot of the ball. Is the 22-yard line. It's a 39-yarder if you get nothing. And again, the long field goal for the uh, kicker tonight, Conrad, is only 28 in his career. 22-yard line. First down and 10 ECU. They have two timeouts left. 40 seconds to play. 24-24. 24-24. We are deadlocked. Neither team has scored here in the fourth quarter. Aylers in the gun with Marlon Gunn. 
The handoff to Marlon Gunn. He runs to the right, doesn't get much. 20-yard line, a gain of two before he's tackled. The clock rolls 34-33. The clock is stopped. Timeout from ECU. Timeout, East Carolina. They're second and a half. 30 seconds. And isn't it funny, in our pregame buildup, we yeah. talked about, wouldn't it be crazy if this game was close enough to require someone to make a kick to win this game because both teams have had real struggles in the kicking game. And for the most part of tonight, the kicking game was doing okay, but when yeah. it mattered most for ECU, they missed a big kick a short time ago. I mean, everybody was feeling themselves. They were 3-for-3 three three on PATs and 1-for-1 one one on field goals, right? And then ECU comes out and uh, trots out their freshman kicker who... Pushes uh, they, it wide right. They can't feel confident. Even at, even at the 20-yard line, they can't feel good about a 37-yarder. That's where their situation is right now. They're, they've got one timeout left. They're at a second and eight. They'd like to put the kicking question to bed and break a run here and not and make the point elementary, but they're running and Mitchell not running with Keaton line. Mitchell. They're yeah. running with Marlon Gunn Jr. right now. Keaton Mitchell is out on the field with his helmet off. Trying to boost his boys, knowing that his night is done. After a helmet-to-helmet targeting hit from Jacob Boren that got Boren ejected and also knocked Mitchell out of the game after staying in for a snap or two. So Holton Ehlers backs to the gun with Marlon Gunn Jr. to his right hip. Trips left, single wide right. Second and eight from the BYU 20. The handoff gun. Gun feeling his way forward. Hit from behind. Hung onto the football. Got to the 16-yard line, and the clock runs 25-24. No one's stopping it. 23 and tw- is ECU going to let this run down and kick a game-winning field goal? I mean, they got it's right in the middle. It's going to be it's a right 30, in the middle. Yep. It'll be a 33-yarder for the win if they let it run down, and they will. This will be it. It is one kick down the barrel for the game to send BYU to a fourth straight loss and win it for ECU. With one second remaining, timeout is called. Timeout, East Carolina. We are going to see the final final play of regulation, and it will be a field goal try. Two seconds. All right, the referee wants two seconds on the clock. Either way, the final play of the day in regulation will be a field goal kick for the win if East Carolina makes it, and it is right down the middle. 33 yards. In kicking terms, a chip shot. But with this team this year... Not so. 9 for 14 are the Pirates on their field goal tries this year, including a miss tonight. The Pirates have made one field goal. It was a 23-yarder, a miss from 42. Andrew Conrad for the win. Can't take the timeouts with you. i got to imagine they'll be, we'll have a couple icings. Yep, good point, Riley. BYU has two timeouts and, left. And Coach Sitaka is standing right next to the lineman on his the linesman, and there he goes. There's the first icing timeout. Timeout, BYU. First second of the half, 30 seconds. Andrew Conrad, for his career, is four for six, including one for two tonight. Good from 23, no good from 42. His career long is 28. All of his makes have been chip shots. And this is five yards farther than his career long of 28, even though it is a modest number. This would be a new career long for Andrew Conrad. It would send ECU to 6-3 and three and drop BYU to 4-5 and five and send the Cougars to Boise on a four-game losing streak. Really interesting to me, Greg, how many BYU fans have so much confidence in a shaky kicker. There are people heading for the exits. Come on, people. 
Andrew Conrad with BYU still nursing one more timeout. He's got a shot down the middle for the win, and there comes the final timeout from Kalani. Timeout. BYU, their third and final of the half. 30 seconds. Well, this BYU team that did a lot of things well in an attempt to break a three-game skid is now relying on a kicker to not do his job well at the very end of this game. BYU's been outgained tonight, 424-388. to The Cougars have the edge in plays run. The Cougars have the edge in first downs. The Cougars have the edge in possession time by a full 10 minutes. The Cougars did not give the ball away. Neither did ECU, but for turnovers on downs both ways. Here we go. Timeouts have been exhausted. All they can do is kick it and hope to win it. And BYU hopes for a miss, a block, anything to get to overtime. Here we go. Punter, Luke Larson will be the holder. The long snapper is Alex Harper. The kicker is the freshman. The 5'11", 156-pound rookie Andrew Conrad from 33 for the win. There's the snap. The hold is down. The kick is on its way. And it is good. And ECU has won it here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Pirate players collapse to the turf in jubilation as the Cougars trudge off with a fourth consecutive setback. 27-24 is your final score. Career-long 33-yard field goal from Andrew Conrad. And ECU wins it. Post-game recap starts after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, uh, welcome back to LaVette Liberty Stadium. Final score, ECU 27 and BYU 24. That's how it went down tonight after a scoreless fourth quarter for BYU. The only quarter in which the Cougars did not score proves pivotal in this one. The only BYU touchdown came on the Cougars' first drive of the second half. That was all the scoring BYU would do in half number two. Let's hear how that touchdown went down early in quarter number three. Shotgun for Hall. Quick fire far side. Catch made and into the end zone for the touchdown is Chase Roberts for the score. So a little swing screen to Chase, and he took it in, made the score at the time, 24-17. ECU answered with a score to make it 24-24, still in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, it was an unusual uh, fourth quarter that saw BYU turn it over on downs, ECU miss a field goal, BYU turn it over on downs, ECU turn it over on downs, BYU punting after a drop ball by Mason Wake on a third and eight. That was a key play. And then ECU makes the yards needed to create a short field goal try, which they make at the end of the game for a 27-24 victory. BYU on the night outgained 424 to 388. BYU was outpassed 197 to 144. BYU ran for 244 yards to ECU's 227. It's the first time in the Kalani Sitake era that BYU's lost a home game where they ran for 150 yards or more. They did that and then some tonight. Penalties. ECU 2 for 20 and nothing in the second half. BYU 4 for 45. And that last 15-yard pass interference penalty was the infraction of the game in this one. First downs, BYU 22, ECU 20. Third downs, BYU's 6 for 13 outing goes for not. ECU was only 2 of 8 on third downs. BYU snapped 9 more plays. 67 to 58, ECU average more yards per play, 7.3 to 5.8. BYU was 2 of 3 in the red zone. ECU was 4 of 5. BYU outpossessed the Pirates by 8 minutes, 34 to 26 minutes. There were no uh, giveaways uh, in terms of true turnovers. There were turnovers on downs on this night. 
Jaron Hall, 18 for 25 for 144. Two scores, no picks. Pass efficiency rating of 146.8. Lopini Katoa led BYU on the ground. 20 for 116 and a score. Jaron Hall ran for a season-high eight, uh, a season-high 60 yards on eight carries. Leading receiver, Puka Nakua. 7 for 79 and a touchdown. For ECU, Holton Aylers, no touchdown passes, but 15 of 22 for 197, a 143.4 pass efficiency rating. Leading ground gainer before being knocked out of the game late due to a head injury, Keaton Mitchell, 21 for a buck 76 and a score. Leading receiver, Isaiah Winstead, 5 for 63 and no touchdowns. Well, BYU falls to 4 and 5. They're sub 500 after a 4 and 1 September. It's an 0 and 4 October. Riley Nelson. We knew this was going to be a competitive game coming in. We knew ECU was a program with a lot of pride that was playing good football and matchup-wise was going to give BYU some scheme issues. And it was the close game that we expected, ultimately, down the stretch. I mean, it it was almost like neither team really wanted to win it because nobody really made any significant plays down the stretch. Rather, it was attrition. BYU being unable to put a drive uh, together when they got the ball back with 3.54 on the clock obviously led to ECU possessing the ball on the final play. They took a shot. Um, I think when I look at the design of that pass interference uh, play. I don't. It wasn't designed. There wasn't anything special about the play design to really create an open wide receiver. I truly think they were throwing the ball down the field, hoping for the best in a one-on-one matchup, or really getting the desired result, which was a pass interference, which set them up for the uh, ultimately the game-winning field goal. A disappointing stretch for BYU, uh, but uh, no time to rest as you got to lick your wounds and get back on the horse because uh, you got to play the Broncos in Boise eight nights from tonight. Coming up next, it is Kuko. Before we do break, uh, let's get our post-game honorees awarded on this night. We have a Steel Man of the Game and a Waystar Star of the Game. We want to get to you. The Steel Man of the Game is brought to you, as always, by Palmer's Metal Mart. Palmer's Metal Mart, your local metal supplier for over 26 years. For the Palmer's Metal Mart Steel Man of the Game, who do you like in this one, Riley? Probably got to go to Ben Bywater. I mean, there weren't any game-changing plays on the defensive side of the football for BYU, but anytime a guy has double-digit tackles, especially when you got a runner like Keaton Mitchell on the other side of the ball, and, uh, you know, the defense, while it wasn't enough to win him the game, compared to the, the last couple of weeks, definitely kept him in it, and uh, it was led by Ben Bywater tonight, who is our steel man of the game. The Palmer's Metal Mart steel man of the game. Thank you. Riley, and for the Waystar star of the game, I'll give this one a go. How about uh, Lopini Katoa? Agreed. 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, two rushes of 24 yards when his season long coming into tonight was 20. He had two for 24 and ended up with 20 for 116 on the night. Six yards a carry for Lopini Katoa with Chris Brooks unavailable on this night. It's the Waystar star of the game. Brought to you by Waystar. Simplifying healthcare payments. Learn more at waystar.com. ECU 27, BYU 24 is our final score. Cougar Post Game Live begins after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.